Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Hankook Dynapro AT2 Extreme. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Thursday, May 12th. And oh my goodness. What a night in the NBA. Just an unbelievable... It's so weird how one night's games are always great and the other night's games so far have been pretty garbagey. And oh my goodness, Boston-Milwaukee was one for the books. Historically great game. And so was Golden State-Memphis for all the wrong reasons. I do want to quick first give a shout out to yesterday's guest, Sam Porter, my guy at Nicoxa. Heard from a lot of you. A lot of my friends were texting me about this because they know about my investment in the soccer team. They're thrilled. They're excited. I heard from several of you via Instagram on DMs, and you guys really liked it. And again, we try to change things up here every now and then. We've had, I believe, two comedians on the podcast. We've had an actor. We've had a former NBA assistant coach. Obviously, we've had uh, some athletes, some NFL analysts, a million NFL analysts, NBA analysts. We try to change it up. 
working on something for tomorrow's guest. We'll see if it meticulates. Uh, wait, meticulates, is that even a word? We'll see if it materializes. Next week, we have a good, unique guest. We are closing in on episode 500. Very exciting here on Straight Fire. I'll be honest, I, I'm surprised that it's happened that quickly. Two years goes by super fast when you're doing a podcast five days a week. And it's been thrilling. And I, I had anticipated coming on this podcast to talk about a little NBA and quickly get to our guest, a seven-time NBA champion by the name of Robert Ori. Big shot, Bob. Yes, he's today's guest. I'm very fired up. When I did the Dan Patrick show a few weeks back with Doug Gottlieb, we had a couple guests, and one of them was Robert Ori. And we asked him about the Lakers head coaching job, and he was very thoughtful and gave names that ain't nobody else has given. And I'm like, that's the kind of guy I want to talk to. Everybody's saying the same things, and he's coming out of left field with some interesting stuff. I said, okay, I see you, Robert. I instantly went to producer of the stars, Rob Guerra, and I said, Rob, we need to get Robert Ori on here. Just so happens he's got a new podcast at iHeart, Joining the Fam. So uh, we'll we'll talk to Robert Ori, but first I I got I got to break down the games, and I I, I think I'll, I'll start with an easy phrase. You know, champions take care of business. That's what they do, right? As we saw on Tuesday, Heat lose two in Philly, come home. There's some tense moments. Oh my gosh, Embiid's getting it together. Harden's back. The Heat are championship material, and they destroy Philly in the pivotal game five. You know the numbers on game five when it's two two. You win game five, you win the series 82% of the time. Miami destroys Philadelphia. Also Tuesday night, the Dallas Mavericks had one, two at home, and they go to Phoenix, pivotal game five. First half is close. Dallas is hanging tough. They win the first quarter. It's close at halftime. And as champions do, Phoenix pulls away 17-0 run. Fourth quarter is garbage time. That's what champions do. Fast forward to Wednesday night, and the Bucks, the defending champions, find themselves down 14 early fourth quarter. 10 minutes left, they're down 14. They fight, they chip with, let me get the exact time here left on this one, with 145 left, the Bucks are down six. Al Horford has a dunk back that was unbelievable. I mean, ancient old man Al Horford getting up and flushing the miss back. It was an awesome moment, and Celtics fans could taste the 3-2 lead. They've got the series. You you win game five, you feel great. Horford dunked back. It it was an awesome moment. I I got a couple tweets fired up, ready to to go uh, in the chamber. You know, you don't want to release them yet. You're waiting for the end. You're like, all right, they got this. I, I really like their chances here. And then what did the champions do? The defending champions, Giannis, with blood gushing out of his eyebrow, because on that Horford dunk back, he was going in for the rebound, and he took some friendly fire from Connaughton, elbow right in the chops, and he's bleeding from his eye, but the refs didn't see it. Giannis comes down, hits a three-pointer. Celtics miss, Bucks miss, and then the Marcus Smart turnover brigade begins, and after that, Drew Holiday hits a three, and we're tied. So we go from Horford dunk back, up six, 145. Boston's got this. They're going to be up 3-2. Milwaukee's done. Jason Tatum coronation. McIntyre was right. And now it's a tie game. And you're like, oh, my gosh, Boston's going to blow this. Well, at least they have a two-for-one setup with enough time. Right? They, they got the time. They'll be fine. 
Tatum makes two free throws. Giannis goes to the line, make and then a miss. And this is where it fell apart. More friendly fire this time from the Celtics. Two of them collided on the rebound. Bobby Portis picks up the garbage, scores, and the Bucks are winning. <laughs> I, at this point, I, I turn to my kids and I'm like, oh my, is this happening? How, how is this? Ha- what is happening? They just led by six a minute ago. They're blowing the game. And I'm like, okay, fine. At least they got the ball. They're down one in good shape. They advance it. And this is where it gets perplexing because they don't have a point guard to set the table. Right? They go to Marcus Smart on the inbounds. Smart takes Connaughton through the hoop. Had him beat. But has to like double clutch in midair to kind of pump fake. And at that point, Drew Holiday sniffs it out. Drew Holiday, the great defender. Not having a good series, but had a really good game five. Holiday sniffs it out. And in... I'll just toss this out there. Arguably the best defensive play we've seen in the playoffs since LeBron's block of Iguodala in the finals. Who can forget that? 2016, the chase down block in the final minutes. Drew Holiday not only swats Marcus Smart shot, collects it, throws it off Smart, and out of bounds. Milwaukee Bucks ball. And at this point, I want to quick take a quick timeout and remind everybody that like three years ago, the Bucks had Eric Bledsoe in that role. They have pushed the upgrade button, and Drew Holiday is incredible. He was outstanding in the finals, had several incredible moments. They win the championship last year, and here he is struggling in the series badly. He blocks Marcus Smart, collects the ball, throws it off Smart out of bounds. Just an incredible play. Honestly, it was extraordinary. Connaughton hits two free throws. And again, no point guard. You got to hustle up the court. You got six seconds. Marcus Smart, hustling, hustling. And guess who steps in and just swipes, swipes him clean? Drew Holiday picks him clean at half court. Smart could not even get the pass off to Tatum. And when you look at the replays this morning, watch Tatum. Milwaukee had pushed up hard because they were going to foul whoever had it before they had a chance, right? They had, they're up three with like five seconds left. You're going to foul a guy before he gets to the line. Tatum is streaking at the top of the screen. Like, all Smart has to do is chuck the pass, and I think Tatum gets it and gets the three-pointer off easily. Smart gets picked clean, and Boston loses. And folks, this is two games that Boston has lost in devastating fashion. At the end, no less. I mean, I I'm I feel gutted for Celtics fans, and I, I tweeted this out like, again, I was born in New York. I'm not a Boston fan of any of the teams, never have been. This was the first time in my life, really, that I felt bad for a Boston team that lost a clutch game. And I'm kind of embarrassed my New York friends are going to be like, Jay, what's wrong with you? We hate Boston. I like Jason Tatum, guys. I don't know about you. I like him a lot. He's incredible. I like watching him. And I like I don't love the Bucs. I'm, like, I'm hoping they go down here. Doesn't look like it's going to happen. It's weird because even, you know, when the when the Patriots lose a Super Bowl, it's glee, it's excitement. Yes, they go down. When the Jets take down the Patriots in the playoffs, it, it happened once way back in the day. Come on, Mark Sanchez. It was pure excitement. I was on dr- adrenaline for days. And after this, I, I you, you got to you feel gutted for Tatum. I mean, Tatum has been incredible. He was good, not great in this game. Not not he was not incredible. He was very good. I mean, it's tough for me to Hammer guy was 34, 6, and 4. Um, but he came on 29 shots. They really rode him hard. 2 for 11 from deep. Not great. Jalen Brown was very good with 26. 
Grant Williams, a weird game. I know he's focused big time on the defense on Giannis, but 31 minutes, zero points? That's staggering. Um, at any rate, just, you know, this is what champions do. They close, they know how to finish. Remember Boston in game four, 43 points in the fourth quarter. What happens in game five? At home, Milwaukee, 33-21. I, that, that is a classic game if you happen to miss it because I don't know you're out with the wife or girlfriend or whatever uh, or, or you're in a, a local basketball league yes my basketball league is coming up first game this weekend um, and you missed it you've got to go on YouTube and watch it. it it was really one of those tremendous games that was like damn how did they pull that off just an, an incredible comeback now to the team I think has championship material but I've got a lot of questions. When you're down 52 in the third quarter to Memphis, 52 to Memphis. That's right. No John Morant, down 52 in a closeout game. And, you know, I opened the podcast talking about champions. And again, Heat, take care of business. Suns, take care of business. Bucks, defending champs. What do they do in Boston? And then you go to Golden State, favored by four. Go to Memphis, never in it from the jump down, 10 after the first quarter. It only got worse when you're down 27 at the half. Not good news. And by the middle of the third quarter, Draymond, Clay, Curry, they were all done. Luckily, and now I'm, I'm saying luckily for the Warriors, they only lose by 39. Why is that number significant? Well, here you go. No team has ever lost a playoff game by 40 and won the finals. Now, again, you go back a long time, you don't lose a lot of playoff games by 40 points. Two teams got to the finals by losing games by 40. The Jazz in 98 lost in the finals to the Bulls by 40, did not win the series. And then the 82 Sixers lost a playoff game by more than 40, lost in the finals. Interesting tidbit, remembering the final Margin was 39. Last year, the Milwaukee Bucks lost a playoff game by 39 to the Brooklyn Nets in round two. Yes, they did. By 39. Came back to win the series. Now, Kyrie Irving got hurt. A lot changed. Nevertheless, this was one of those games where you leave with more questions than answers about Golden State. They have now played a John Morantless Grizzlies team eight quarters. They have been beaten rather soundly in six of them by the Ja Morantless Grizzlies. The ball, when Ja's not out there, is moving quickly. A lot of passing. Look at the assist numbers. 37. They're passing the ball, whether it's slow motion Anderson with seven. Tyus Jones, who I'm telling you, man, he might be the best backup point guard in the league. 21 and nine, zero turnovers. Golden State came out like a team that thought, oh, Memphis is going to quit. They're down 3-1. Their star player is out for this round and maybe the rest of the playoffs with a knee bruise. And we got this. Golden State came in with the swagger. They did not play any defense. And listen, I've been there, guys. You've all, if you've played basketball at any level in your life, you look at the opponent, you say, we got this. You don't lock in as hard defensively. You maybe try to make a couple showboat plays. And the Warriors said, by the way, 22 turnovers. Draymond sloppy as hell with the ball. And you just kind of take him easy. You don't strap in and then you realize, oh, snap, we're down 10. What the heck? And then you finally pull it out, kind of like the Warriors in game four. 
There would be none of that in game five on the road. Um, it was a bloodbath. They lose by 39. And I'm just going to put this out there. I don't know that Mike Brown inspires a whole hell of a lot of confidence in this Warriors team. Steve Kerr out with COVID. And I just absolutely nothing I've seen from the Warriors in the last eight quarters has been positive. Remember, game four, they basically won at the foul line in the final minute. 90 seconds, final 90 seconds, uh, Curry hit like eight free throws, eight out of eight. Jordan Poole hit a couple, and Memphis had no closer. I still think Golden State wins this series, but there are some troubling signs. If they haven't realized at this point that Memphis is better without John Morant, and yes, I'll repeat it for you, those who missed it, Memphis is better without John Morant. They are now 21-5. and five. I know that we even made fun of it earlier. I think earlier, maybe it was last week on the pod or this week, the whole, oh, Memphis is better without John. No, they're not. Yeah. They're 21-5, and five, and you watch them. And you're like, okay, for a season, they probably would not be better without Ja. But for a series, why the hell not? Their defense is way better. The ball moves. It's not sticky. It's not Ja Morant going ISO one-on-one. It's, hey, we're going to get Desmond Bain some looks. Four of six from deep. Tyus Jones, four of seven. Jaron Jackson found his stroke back. 21 points. The bench, Melton looked good. Zaire Williams, man, that kid is nice. Young fellow looked good. And they close out on threes. I, I, Steven Adams has been a factor on the glass. Folks, I, I'm not, I'm not going to say I'm worried about Golden State. I think they win the series. But all you're going to hear today and tomorrow, oh, they were up 3-1 against Cleveland. Listen, the Memphis does not have LeBron and Kyrie Irving. Draymond has not been suspended yet. I think they take care of business, but these two losses are troubling. I'm starting to wonder if they can even beat the Suns. Now, the Suns have to take care of business tonight against the, uh, against the Mavericks. And tonight, you know, Dallas is home, Philly's home. Are we going to see Philly put up a fight like Memphis? Are we going to see Dallas? Are those, gonna, are, are those results going to inspire Dallas and, and Philly? A 39-point win by Memphis over the Warriors. Will that lead to good games tonight? I, folks, I've had two brutal, I've had a great NBA playoffs gambling. And the last two nights have been brutal. So I need to take a deep breath on these games. Uh, I don't want to lose too much, too many winnings on pivotal game sixes. But I, listen, the last two nights, we've had three games determined by 30 or more points. Three. And the other one was a coin toss freak game with an incredible comeback in the final 105 seconds. So I don't know what's going to happen. I think anybody who thinks they know what's going to happen is talking out of their rear end. All right, without further ado, let's get to our guest, Big Shot Bob, Robert Ori, former Laker, former Spurs, and now has a podcast at iHeart. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, 
Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want. But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say, I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. Let's welcome into Straight Fire, a true legend in the NBA, seven-time world champion. Yes, seven. 
And he didn't even play for the Celtics back when there were 10 teams in the league. He is Robert Big Shot Ori. Uh, Mr. Ori, how you doing, man? Man, I'm blessed, man. How about you, man? Thanks for having me on, man. Yeah, hey, th- thank you. Well, we're <laughs> here to uh, ce- we're here to celebrate you. You're joining our iHeart Podcast Network. It's it's a bomb, and you're doing it. NBA Finals file with Jabari <laughs> Davis, huh? Are you excited yeah. about that? I- I'm very excited. You know, it's it's so funny that when I first they first approached me with that, I'm like, oh, that's fire. I'm like, this is cool. And yeah. then I was like, okay, NBA finals file it's almost like a tongue twister just yes. waiting to happen finals file you know but it's cool man you can deep dive in all these different you know nba finals and talk about that and it's in it and it and it brings back old memories too because you remember a lot of these games i remember watching and i'm like wow a couple of them i was in so i remember those too but it's it's been fun so far I like how humble you are. A couple of those <laughs> I was in couple seven um it's weird though uh, rob when i think of your career, the biggest shot I'll have. I mean, I'm sure you get this a lot was the shot against the Kings. Yes. Uh, game four. And I, I'll never forget where I was. I think it was a Memorial Day weekend and I was in mm-hmm. Dewey Beach, Delaware at a bar and we're all, you know, I'm a Lakers fan living on the East Coast and, you know, the ball gets tipped out. You hit it and the bar just exploded, you know, outdoor beach bar. It was just one of those. You'll never forget. It was just like awesome. And I don't know. Is it, would you consider that one of your more memorable moments of your career? Oh, no doubt. A lot of my shots were made on the road. So this shot for me to growing up a Laker fan, you know, you it's so many times you wish you were in that Laker uniform doing spectacular things like Worthy, Magic, Kareem. And now you get a chance to be in that moment and to knock down that shot at home. And more importantly, hear those fans chant your name. It's like a dream come true, man. You know, yeah. Think about it. I know if you've done this. Every kid's the 5, 4, 3, 2, 1 on the playground. Everybody's oh, yeah. done that. And then to do it on that stage in the playoffs at home is, is one of my greatest moments in my NBA history, man. So uh, I love it. You were a monster in that series. I'm looking at the stats. 11 and 11. You had a 20 rebound game. Um, and that, of course, that series is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, game two. In the lo- oh, I'm sure you remember it. Ga- uh, I don't. Game two. Oh, you don't? Okay. Um, you guys were going against, uh, you know, a team that's very likable, that Kings team with yeah. J. Will and C. Webb. Like, I don't know, man. When you look back, a lot has been written about that series. I mean, they might eventually make some mini series. Remember uh, Tim Donahue, apparently, yes. with some shady stuff. I, I mean, do people talk to you about that a lot? Uh, you know, they, they don't really, you know, oh. you get the Sacramento Kings fans that, oh, y'all, you know, refs help y'all out and all this kind of stuff. I'm like, well, you forget in game six, it was a questionable call where your guy stepped out of bounds. Y'all still got the ball back. You're going to win game <laughs> game. Well, no, not game six. I'm sorry. Game five. The very next game they had where I think it was uh, uh, Bibby stepped out of bounds. It was something I don't remember. I had to look back at it, but. They had a questionable moment where we could have won that game, but they won it. But they don't talk about that because we went on to win the series, but they, they got to get back, so to say, because we know Samike hit the shot at halftime that shouldn't have counted. But, you know, rest for human. We don't have the inst- they don't have the instant replay they do this day. Uh, it's uh, unbelievable. You know what else is unbelievable? I'm looking at the, the stats for the series. So you mm-hmm. led the Lakers in three-point makes in that series. You had 10 threes. In the entire series, leading the Lakers. I mean, Rob, this is 20 years ago. It's like, the you know, 10 threes. That's basically a weekend for Steph Curry or hell, Jordan Poole at this juncture. Um, I mean, how much has the league changed in 20 years? This is staggering. Well, they don't have bigs anymore. You know, yeah. think about it. They have two bigs, Jokic and MB. And think about it. They're, I'm not counting 
um, the Greek freak because he's a freak of nature. He's, he's a whatever he wants to be at any given night. And they don't have any traditional bigs anymore. And we had the best big, one of the best bigs ever played the game. So we didn't have to shoot threes. You know, we spotted up and, you know, we shot threes when we had to. But that's the thing about this game. You love to watch, but I hate to watch everybody think they can shoot threes when some people shouldn't even be on the damn court, man. You know, think yeah. about that, man. And I'm not picking on this guy, but think about it. Duncan Robinson, he got paid – Almost $100 million to shoot threes. He can't even get on the damn court now. Yeah. It ha- You have to play defense in this game in order to win championships. So we had a great defense team. We had a great big and, of course, the late, great Kobe Bryant. Yeah, I, I don't even know where you want to start. Do you want to start with these current playoffs? Or, you know, we're recording this on a Wednesday. And I, I think I want to start here because this guy has been one of the most I believe, uh, you know, fire starter guys in the league. His His name is polarizing. The fans online love him. Uh, Robert, I've said he's not a winning player. I've called him overrated, but I, I'm talking about Kyrie Irving. And, and don't laugh. I mean, come on. Like, he's obviously talented, no doubt, but he, he's not a winner. Anyways, Sean Marks, the GM of the uh, Nets, comes out and says about Kyrie and an extension, he has some decisions to make on his own. We're looking for guys that want to be something bigger than themselves, play team basketball, and be available. That goes for Kyrie and everybody else here. Listen. Uh, Robert, that is as strong a statement you'll hear about an NBA superstar in this league from a GM. Uh, is that shocking to you? It's not shocking because oh. think about it. You you pay guys to play. And it's not like you're paying these guys peanuts. You're paying these guys millions of dollars. And fans come to watch. And he has the right to say that because at the end of the day, you have a job. You sign a contract. You sign this contract to play basketball. If you don't want to play basketball, don't play it. You have other mm-hmm. things on your agenda. Go do those. And, you know, and the thing that I think that upsets us so much about Kyrie, he's a generational talent. The dude can flat out play, you know, and in the podcast we're doing, we just talked about him when they came back from 3-1 to beat the, beat the Warriors in that series. And he makes a game-winning shot from that moment on. We fell in love with Kyrie. And now we get this Kyrie who's a humanitarian. And he's trying to you know, have a voice and all this kind of stuff. You know, I get that. Now you have the platform to do all that, but you can still do that as you play basketball. Mm. And he's he's not he's not respecting the game. He's not respecting his teammates, more importantly, because his teammates are depending on you to be there and you're not there. So he has to figure out what he wants, wants to do. He can do both, but he has to do it the right way. Yeah, he's clearly not. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, early in the season, he just said, I need some time off and went AWOL. You can't do that in the NBA for a week. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I know he later said, like, oh, I need some mental health time. And that's fine. Everybody needs that. But, Rob, you said, like, disrespecting the game. Like, 10 years ago, it, nobody on in, in the NBA could say, I need some time off for my mental well-being. <laughs> like, you can't do that 10 years yeah. ago. Now, you know, we got Ben Simmons saying it, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Love. And uh, listen, guys are going through stuff. I get it. Yeah. You know, it's the world is different. But, you know, I, I wonder if people don't think Kyrie took it seriously enough the season this year, playing a handful of games, the whole vaccination thing. And then they get swept out of the playoffs and mm-hmm. he didn't really say, you know, that's an embarrassing sweep, Robert. Were you ever swept? I'm just curious. Uh, swept? Uh, yeah, I was swept once. I don't want to talk about that. Utah yeah, Jazz. Okay, exactly. Utah Jazz swept us <laughs> in the second round. And I was pissed. But, you know, I, I, I think, you know, I, I'm, 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 for me, I want you to think about this. My my second year in the league trying to win a championship, my daughter was born with missing part of the first chromosome, MP36 deletion syndrome. Didn't even have a name when she, when she was born. Um, 
every after every playoff game, I was running to the hospital. And my mental health was 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 uh, good because I was able to go into court and exercise some anger I had at my daughter being six, not knowing she was going to live or die. And I never talked about it with anybody but my wife and my closest of close friends and my family. And nowadays, these guys said, well, we got the Black Lives Matter movement. We got the Asian thing. We got a lot of things that are going on that are very important. But to me, you know, my daughter's health was more important than all that. But what kept me sane was going on the court to release that anger that I had of the fact that I couldn't, I was helpless and couldn't do anything to help her out. And I think a lot of guys don't understand, you know, that's an outlet. But, you know, you want to sit home and not be active and think about it. To me, personally, that's going to just grow and and become that cancer that's hanging over you that makes it worse. And guys think, okay, I'm not going to go play. It's an outlet to exercise, you know, to get rid of those demons, to do things. I think guys need to look at it in that sense too. Maybe I need basketball to help me get rid of these demons. I wonder, do you think on some level, some of these NBA stars think, you know what? The season's too damn long, 82 games. What does it matter what happens in December or February? (laughs) Uh, You know, let me just take some time off and then I'll just come back in the playoffs. and we will be good because the Nets seem to have that mentality. Uh, We'll just get it together flip the switch, you know, the quote. And then they could not flip the switch against Boston because they did not have any continuity from the regular season. Yeah, I think it's a cop out, man. Um, this even with the load management stuff and all these other things and these guys, it's like, you know what? Load manage stay out of damn streets, don't go out in the public, don't <laughs> hang out in the club, stay your ass at home and get some rest. That's your load management. But these other guys, they have so many things now that they're preoccupied with. I, I know the first rule of thumb every after every game, coach, all right, go home, get off your feet, you know, relax, don't go anywhere. You know, but these guys now, they have to go commercial shoots. They got to go get on TikTok. They got to go on Instagram. They got to do these social media because that's the way they make extra money. But for us, we didn't have the social media platform where we just went home and just relaxed. And I think a lot of guys, they need to do that. You know, they need to just stay off their feet and not try to be in the scene so much. And and, and I don't think I could have played in this day and era because mm. there are too many uh, eyes on you. There are too many people talking bad about you when you don't show up or do good. So it's hard on it. I can see how the mental part can come into play, but you like Miles Garrett. Don't have social media. You know, yeah. you make enough damn money in the NBA and why you got to make more. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a great point. Um, yeah. you, you think about it and you're like, you know, think back to that Lakers King series you guys were in, you know, you would lose a tough game. And it's not like you could just go to the hotel room and play video games streaming online against a million people. You can't Mm -hmm. go on your Instagram and talk to fans and see what people are saying. Like the options now for these players are just so many that I I just wonder if a lot of them aren't really, like you said, focused on basketball. But and and this kind of dovetails to my next question. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. 
I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray, rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I'm not going to say they're the best players in the league, but on some level, three of the five best players in the league happen to not come from America. Uh, Jokic, who's won two MVPs in a row. Giannis, who won the two MVPs before that. And Luka Doncic, who, for my money, is the best like team basketball player in the league right now. Those three guys 
might be the three best players in the league at this juncture. And none of them are American. Is that yeah. a little scary when you factor in, <laughs> hey, man, all these, all these guys want social media and video games and marketing and TikTok. I was going to say throw Embiid in there too. But I was he is, too. He, he's a social media king now, so we can't really add him. <laughs> but yes. it, I think at the end of the day, those guys don't really care. You know, about they just want to play basketball. They don't care about the social media. And then also they can, you know, do the y'all thing and act like they don't understand English when they really do. <laughs> It'd be like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't care. And yeah. I think for us as Americans, sometimes it goes back to image. Image is so important to Americans. You know, we got to dress right. We got to have everything. And we so influenced by, you know, whatever social light is on you know TikTok or all any social media we want to be like them act like them and be like them and i don't think the the, the guys that are foreign players or come from foreign countries really care they just yeah. want to win they just want to hoop and 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 i wish every guy was like that but that you know they know the american players aren't you know it's a different you know way of life and a different lifestyle so is there a, is there a, like an issue you think with that because you know Back in the 90s, and I have this argument, and we could we could talk about it if you really want to. I don't know if you're gonna yeah. love it, but Let's you know, go. I think one of the reasons <laughs> that uh, everybody claims you know Jordan was the best era, oh, magic and bird and Jordan, it was amazing. I was like, guys, uh, first of all, there were like no international players in the league then. It was like Tony Kukoc, maybe a couple other guys, Vlade Diva, a couple other guys. Mm -hmm. Right now, like the elite players are international, and and you know, we could talk about the expansion era that was a little before you got to the league. But from like 88 to 95, they added like six or seven teams. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's a couple stars on record saying like, come on, man, they, these teams don't have any good players. You know, it took a while for Charlotte and company to get off the ground. I feel like the league is better now than it's ever been. And I know guys who played back in the day don't like that. But is that something you'd agree with? I'd agree with because you have the dream team who brought basketball to the world. And you got the Dirk Nowitzki's and the Tony Ku coaches and, and all these guys, the, the Petrovic's and all these guys that said, oh, this is fun. Oh, I can learn from these guys. And, and I think if you look at the foreign players, I take Tony Parker, for instance. I got to know him, but playing with him in Ginobili. Um, these guys, they basically went to school to play basketball. And they were taught the fundamentals. They didn't have AAU, which, and to me, AAU is messed up basketball because <laughs> now guys are in the summertime running all over the country playing these games to showcase themselves instead of learning the basics on how to play and how to dribble and how to, you know, be the perfect teammate. You know, AAU, I got to showcase. It's all about me, 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 me. And I'm not saying every program is like that, but a lot of them like that where they got to showcase the player because that coach thinks he can, he got to, you know, ride to the promised land. So, but the international players, they go, they go to school, they go learn the basics, they learn from the basics, they learn, do that, and they have that foundation. The foundation is, to me, is not as secure as the foundation of foreign players. Even though we're better, you know, I think the talent is way better and the pool is bigger here, mm -hmm. but I just think the foundational aspect of it is a lot better with foreign players because they know they have to have a base and it ain't about just talent to get to the next level. Yeah, that's a great point. And you know, it got me thinking, like, when you look at some of these guys going to a basketball academy, it's not that different from like soccer. You know, they identify you at like 12 and you're not getting the education. But guess what? You're learning everything about soccer possible. I look at a guy like John Morant mm -hmm. and Robert. He is a phenomenal offensive guy. He looks like the prototypical AAU player. Yeah. Grab it and go layups, dunks. And then you look at the defensive end and you're like, he could barely guard me if I were playing. I'm like, he can't guard anybody. Yeah. And they they lose John Morant for a game. And they're a great defensive performance against the Warriors. 
is there any way to teach these, you know, older dogs? And by older, I mean like 22 year old yeah. guys. Can, can you That's teach them you how to it. play defense? You know, it, it has to be the coaches. It has to be in practice. But you think about it, these guys now don't practice anymore. It's about, okay, we're going to walk through some stuff, get up some shots and we out. Man, we would spend a whole two, three days straight just talking about defense. And these teams now, they don't care about defense. It's about, you know, because to me, analytics had come into the game and it's messed the game up because now it's like, oh, we got to get up more shots. We got to get up more threes. We got to do this. No, you got to get buckets, but you also got to stop someone else on the other end from getting buckets. And that's that's the main key that these coaches now, because it, it stems from high school, because of high school, AAU, you, if you go to a high school game now, it's like the NBA game and, and everything is all cost. Oh, this is how they play in AAU. This is what they're accustomed to. No, 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 no. You're the head coach. You have your hands on these guys for a long time. Teach them how to play defense. Teach them how to rotate. Teach them how to play with each other. And it's not about I. If they want to, you know, if they want to leave this school, go to another school. I don't care, but I'm going to yeah. teach you the right way to do it. And that's the other thing in high school now. They got to stop out all this transferring stuff. Like, okay, I'm gonna go to this school and play this next. Then go to this and play. Stop that. They got to nip that in the bud because kids are not learning how to play the game, and coaches are only allowing kids to play if they got the talent. You know, teach a kid to play that you see that has potential to play, that has to understand the IQ to do what you need, and not just depend on talent because oh, I want to try to get the spotlight not on him. But on myself, and, yeah. and 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 that's the hard part, and and it, it's 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 just what what we are in this day and age. Everybody wants to be seen and wants to be noticed instead of just yeah. learning the basics. It reminds me of that guy uh, Jalen Johnson, the kid who went to Duke, and then he left early. Remember, uh, he just kind of quit, and everybody's like, "Oh, he's quitting on the team." I was like, "No, he's going to the NBA." And then people are like, "Well, this is a guy who went to three different high schools, uh, and now you know he made the NBA." But I, I don't know like this mentality of, man, it's not working out for me here. I'm not getting mine. I'm not getting the shine. I'm just going to move on. I'm going to quit. Like, I, I don't know how we get that out of college or even high school sports. You know, it, we had to figure a way out. And the system is to me is letting these young kids down because it's, it's teaching nobody to be men or women or whatever it may be. Because now if the situation is too tough, I just leave it. Uh, and you can't run away from the hard stuff. That's what makes you who you are. You think about Michael Jordan getting cut. He didn't go to another school. He went in the backyard with the kids like to call the lab. Now, got better and became who he was. And, and, and that's what you got to do. You know, I always say tough times don't last what tough people do. But you got to become tough. And, 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 and I think when that happens, it, it goes even further back with the participation. And that's the, that's the <laughs> biggest thing. that I wish these parents would stop it. Because they say, okay, he gets a trophy for participating. Why? Why? That's not fair. That'd be like me going to high school and the valedictorian being a valedictorian of a school. And I and I got the lowest grades. Oh, you give a speech? I participate in high school. I should give a speech too. Is that fair? No, it's not. So it's like that in sports. You cannot. And it teaches kids now, well, I, I did it. I don't get rewarded for this. No, you didn't accomplish your goal. You didn't get what was more important is to be the best at whatever you want to be. And you just want to tag along now and get rewarded. It's, it's not fair. And these parents need to stop that because it's rolling into society and every aspect of society and business world that we do now, because everybody wants to be rewarded for doing not a damn thing. I, I like it. I like it. We can wrap up with the Lakers, Robert. Uh, I'm sure, you know, you work for Spectrum out here in L.A., doing a lot of stuff with the Lakers. I'm sure you're following it closely. I, I was hosting Dan Patrick a couple weeks ago when you came mm -hmm. on as a guest talking about potential Laker coaches. Um, I don't know. What's your vibe on what's happening with the Lakers coaching situation? Jeannie Buss <laughs> recently talked to the LA Times. and was like, 
yeah, I'm, I'm listening to magic and Phil Jackson. And people are just like, oh, my God, what are we doing? What, what's yeah. going? I, I know, you know, Jeannie, so I'm not trying to get you fired, but no, <laughs> it's, yeah. it, but she, it's OK. You know, I think she should bring in a host of former players, you know, bring in Magic, bring in Shaq, bring in Kareem, bring in myself, James, and just talk to me. It's nothing wrong with getting a feel for what, the, you know, because each guy has his ear to the street. Each guy has a different perspective. You never know. You know, it might come in like for me. If if I'm the Lakers, I'm hiring I'm hiring Darvin Ham, um, mm. and I've been saying this from day one. Darvin Ham has been around the league; he's won a championship with Milwaukee, and you have to look at the future. And the Lakers are going to be without LeBron in a couple of years. Just to say, he, he, you got to think of it like that. He's getting old; he has to sometimes, you know, hang him up. But who's going to be up for a new contract in a couple of years? Giannis. Mm. Giannis has a relationship <laughs> with Darvin Ham. And you have to think like that, man. That's how I'm thinking. And, you know, plus Darvin Ham has a lot of relationships with anybody. And also, I look at it like this. If you if you see Darvin Ham and all of a sudden you as a player and you get ready to talk back and you look at Darvin Ham, you're like, oh, shit, let me second guess myself. I ain't going to challenge him. He might whoop my ass. You know, so, <laughs> you know, it, it's about bringing that, that voice. He has that voice. You know, you don't want a, a guy that's going to be talking like this. You got to have that guy that ain't going to, you know, say it with his chest. And I think Darvin Ham, Sam Cassell, all these guys, you know, are going to be respected by these players because they've won championships. They've been around the league for a long time. And, and they just not one of these coaches that keep going from team to team to team to team. And like, as a player, you know, I'm, you just went to that team you lost. You went to that team you lost. You went to that team you lost. Now you're coaching me. <laughs> Are you really that good of a coach? You've lost everywhere you went. If I was a player and I sucked at every place I've been, I wouldn't be in the league. Are you talking so, about Doc Rivers or are you trying no, to just no, 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 don't you say that to me. Not. I'm not talking about Doc Rivers. I'm yeah. talking about a lot of other coaches. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> um, no, no, I'm with you on that. I, I just, I do wonder, let's say the Bucs don't win this series against mm -hmm. Boston. Is there any shine off Darvin Ham and the Bucs coaching staff and Budenholzer? Because let's let's remember, they kind of got lucky last year. Kyrie Irving injured in the series when the Nets were up to nothing and rolling. And I'm not trying to take away the title. I mean, I took it away from the Raptors. That one's obvious. But, you know, I, I mean, I, I don't know. Is it how much of it is Darvin Ham and the relationship with Giannis that matters versus how is he as a coach? Or or I don't know. You mentioned analytics earlier. Can't you just build a smart, nerdy analytics staff and then say, Darvin Ham, you're kind of the enforcer? <laughs> no, <laughs> because you, you know it's so funny. The Bucks fans hate me because I said the same thing. I said it was a big toe away from getting eliminated. You think about that. You know they were in the right situation at the right time, the same as Toronto. But that's what counts, man. Is about staying healthy because Giannis, you know, in that series or the next series, that injury he got to his leg, we thought he was a wrap, but he came back. Mm -hmm. And but I, I also think you know with. With, with from knowing Darvin personally and and we sitting around, we talking about basketball. I think he won't. It's a difference when you being an assistant coach and you have to let, you know, the head coach has the final decision is his way or the highway. And sometimes even though you might not like it, you will follow along with it. And I think Darvin Hammond, he would come up with his own system. You know, he would do his own thing and he'd get the respect because the end of the day in this day and age and this day and era, you have to have the respect of the players. And if the players respect you, they're going to go out and dive on the floor for you. They're going to actually show up to the arena, show up to practice. They're going to be present and accountable. Yeah, you have it. Darvin Ham and the Lakers. I like it. I like it. Robert Ori, congrats on the new podcast. It's called NBA Finals File with Jabari Davis. Uh, congrats, <laughs> man. You're getting in the podcast game, dude. That's awesome.
Yeah, it's it's fun, man. And just to be, talk about basketball is always fun. You know, when you walk away from the game, you're like, oh, I don't want to do anything else with basketball. And then you all of a sudden, you know, three months into you're like, damn, I miss it. And then yeah. you're not able to go play anymore because, of, you know, you owe, you know, almost 52, can't run up and down the court anymore. Like, oh, I missed that game. So this is a way to stay near and dear and, and do deep dives and even just, you know, talk about it with my kids and, and especially my young one who's 16 playing in high school ball. So it's, it's fun. By the way, are you playing in any leagues at all anymore or no? I used to play before the pandemic. I would play in the Pasadena League and I had fun doing that. And every now and then I get some guy to come at me. I'm like, dude, oh, you realize I'm 50, you 25. Yeah. I'm twice your age. You happy yeah. you be the old man? I'm like, but you play in the NBA. I'm like, yeah, but I got to you when I was in 25. I would be busting your ass right about now. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you get a lot of that. I know Lamont Murray. Uh, former Clippers, uh, uh, great. And he comes up to my gym and he would get that all the time. So, he, you know, he saw me on some of the Fox shows. Yeah. So he would start talking trash to me while we're playing. And man, you know, you just realize, like, I know he's older, but mm -hmm. he's just sitting there hitting like 30 foot threes like it's nothing. And I imagine that's what you're doing in the Pasadena League, too. Yeah, sometimes you come out and you catch me on a good days when I'm feeling good. I'm shooting it good. And I talk a little trash then, yeah. especially get a young guy, take him in the post and abuse him in the post. Oh. And they'd be like, I didn't know you could post up. I said, dude, I was a post up my whole career until I got to the Lakers. <laughs> and then you wisely pivoted to be a, being a marksman. All right, Robert Ory, congrats again. Thanks for taking the time, man. Thanks for having me, brother. Good luck with everything. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. 
Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.